Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to We Gotta Talk, where it's all about real talk on big topics. I am your host, Sunny, and I'm really, really excited for today's episode. So a while back, I have shared um, that my mom has Parkinson's. It's something that um, was, I guess, diagnosed about six years ago. You know, it's weird when you have a podcast, you share you share personal things to an extent, and then you you stop, and then you go back. Um, but but this is something that has really defined my family since her diagnosis, and in both good and difficult ways. Um, today's interview kind of dovetails with my personal life in in that way and in an unexpected way. It actually combines my love of beauty with um, that story that not only my mom lives, but many, many Americans live with that disease. So I have on um, the founder of a beauty line called Guide Beauty, who is doing amazing things in the beauty space. You know, here we love to talk about skincare, makeup, the fun and frivolous things that make life a little more tolerable when we're dig- digging into deep and serious and difficult things. We like to distract ourselves with the fun things as well. So my guest today is the founder of Guide Beauty. Her name is Terry Bryant. Um, she spent years working as a makeup artist with world-renowned prestige brands, She did the makeup of of countless celebrities and enjoyed a very fancy, fun, sparkling career. At the height of her career, she started to experience a loss of dexterity in her hands and was diagnosed with Parkinson's. But she did not let that change her career trajectory. She was taking the knowledge she had from working for years as a makeup artist, all the skills she gained, and she teamed up with actress Selma Blair to launch this beauty line, which I I have it all spread before me. If you're watching this on video, you're going to see some really cool um, products and tools. Um, And she put all the knowledge and personal experience and love of makeup into this line, which is for people of all abilities. Um, I'm going to bring Terry on now, and we're going to talk more about the brand and also her personal journey, which really inspired the creation of this brand. Terry, we just found out we're neighbors. (laughs) Such a small world. Hi, neighbors. You're like literally 10 minutes from me. It never happens. Right? Uh, It's so funny that we're doing it like this next time. I know. I said you're in my office right now, sitting in my my, uh, comfy chair talking to me. Um, Thank you for coming on. I I know that you have been interviewed by some big, big media outlets and podcasts and and brands, but I'm really grateful you spent a few minutes with me. Your story and your products are amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. I love doing this. It's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your career. Um, we just n- announced a second ago that you're working with a really well-known actress for Guide Beauty. You teamed up with Selma Blair, who is well-known, um, and you work together both creatively and on the business side to launch Guide Beauty. And the story behind this is just its just amazing. So tell us what you were doing for the first portion of your career when you were working in New York and not my neighbor in Florida and what led to the creation of this amazing line. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I've been in this industry and beauty industry for well over 25 years. I, you know, I knew early on that I wanted to be a makeup artist. Um, you know, I was going to school in Syracuse for elementary and special education, working behind a Chanel counter. And at some point was sent to a training, left that training going, well, wait, now I want to do this too. <laughs> this is great. Um, and decided to sort of run parallel paths. When I, as soon as I graduated, I moved to New York because I, at the time there was no LA world of beauty. It was all in New York. 
and knocked on doors until somebody would give me a chance. Um, and so, yeah, I was working as makeup artist. I was uh, developing education programs for brands like Christian Dior and, and Stila. And then um, one day a sort of an unknown brand came knocking and said, would you like to move to LA and, and help us out. We're, our name is Smashbox. And I said, I'm sorry, what is it again? Smashbox, <laughs> Smashbox. Yeah. And I was like, all right, sure, I'll drop everything. And I moved to LA and obviously we know the story of Smashbox, but it was a great experience because I had come from a world where it was very corporate and big, you know, especially in the education when I was doing the, the makeup and it was, you know, whatever it was, Fashion Week or on set for a, for a photo shoot. But I'd come from big corporate companies and to go to a company that was sort of working from the ground up and you were part of building it, you get exposure to, you know, worlds that you wouldn't, I wouldn't have otherwise. So I was mm -hmm. learning more about not just education, but marketing and sales and product development and all that good stuff. And because they, of their heritage, I was able to continue on with my makeup in, in LA. Um, and I was doing that for years in my my career was very, I was very fortunate. It was sort of going beautifully and I loved every moment of it and it's going to never stop. And then somewhere along the way, uh, I guess it was, I keep saying 10 years ago, but it's longer now, uh, maybe 12 years ago, I was on set and I was doing makeup and it was with a crew I knew, it was a model I knew, it was like a super easy, fresh, clean, pretty makeup. I should have been able to knock it out in 20 minutes. I'm like, you know, 40 minutes into it, I still wasn't done. And there was some sort of, I just kept thinking, some, thinking in my head, there's something weird is happening. Like there's just this little disconnect in my hand. I couldn't quite figure it out. I got through the day um, and thought, well, that's strange. We'll just pretend that didn't happen. Those moments kept happening to me. Um, and then, you know, for years, those moments kept happening to me. And I was going to doctors and I was asking what was going on. And they were saying, well, you're just getting older and you probably don't take enough could carry yourself and maybe drink more water and have some vitamins. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. Uh, and, um, you know, I was finding my, my career pivoting a little bit, doing less sort of onset work, more education, uh, until eventually that little disconnect that I described started to affect my ability to do my own makeup. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and sort of, I feel like I'm sort of diving in deeper into the story than maybe, maybe no, the question was. Oh no, my goodness. Um, no, this is, this is at the core of it. I feel like this is, we have to hear this. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, at the point that it had sort of shifted, that that little disconnect, which wasn't allowing me to apply with the same level of precision, which was making me a little uncomfortable working on set as a professional, started to affect my ability to my own makeup. I was like, this is nuts. Like, something's definitely wrong here. It can't be that I'm getting older. So are my other friends, and they're still working in the industry. They don't seem to be having any problems. And sure, maybe I don't drink enough water, but it doesn't sound right. Right. Fortunately, at some point, I, you know, I pushed hard enough and got in front of the right person who kind of in like two minutes said to me, I think you have Parkinson's. Like It was that quick. It, it was, it what was, was that quick. moment like hearing that? You know what? Oddly, it was kind of a, you know, it's definitely sort of a, you know, knock you upside the head kind of moment. But at the same time, I kind of felt a little bit of relief. Because there was something like, oh, thank God, at least, like, at least I'm not crazy. Like, I, some, like, I know, and I, you know, there's something empowering about getting the information. Like, all right, if I know what it is, now, now at least I can tackle it. I can figure out how to move forward because the unknown for me is the scariest. If I don't know what I'm dealing with, I don't know how to solve for it. I don't know how to proceed. So, and I've been living that way for so long that finally getting to that diagnosis, I was like, all right, well, here we go. And I was right. like now there's something I could do and, and we had to go through a few more steps like he was the sort of I said you know it was like two minutes and he said I think you got Parkinson's and I said well how if you're a betting man how sure are you like 
one to 10. He said, I'll give it a nine. I was like, oh. seems, pretty, <laughs> seems pretty sure. But, uh, you know, then we ran tests and the mm -hmm. and all that. When I finally got the actual diagnosis, kind of say that was the day that Guy Beauty was born. There was a, sort of a reaction that I had that sent me running. Yeah. And I'm going to show this, guys. If you're listening to the podcast, it's worth popping over to YouTube and checking this out. Uh, we're going to be sharing some social clips as well. So you'll see this if you hop over to Instagram. But I, I'm really glad we're doing this on video because what you've created with Guide Beauty, and I'm going to hold up some of the um, tools first, and then we'll like look at the makeup, is so unique, Terry. So essentially, mm -hmm. guys, what these tools are, and I'm holding up a box of three um, eyeshadow brushes, and then also the eyeliner brush. And they all have, this is the eyeliner tool, and they all have on them this like anchoring, I don't know if I'm using the right, but it's an anchoring kind of grip. So it's like a long, almost, um, what's like an old school kind of, um, what is that pen called? Like a calligraphy type of pen. <laughs> it's got a thicker um, grip and it has this, this little finger notch you put on and the tool itself that applies the eyeliner is very cool. Can you describe this for people who are listening, who might not be sure. looking right now and, and what's so unique about it? Yeah. So, you know, eyeliner, I think throughout my whole career, anybody who sat in my chair, I think most people can identify it's a technique that is challenging. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of precision, uh, fine motor skills to draw a fine line next to a very sensitive area. And, and once you get one eye done, now you have to you know, rinse and repeat, right. match it to the other eye. It's not easy. And with traditional pencils and uh, brushes, we're generally working freehand. And we're working with tools, small cylinders that require a tight grip. Mm -hmm. And the moment you have a tight grip around something, you lose a certain amount of fluidity and control in motion. Right. So the idea is that you want to build grip and stability, better grip and stability into the tools. So when you're looking at the guide wand, which is the tool we use to apply eyeliner, you mm -hmm. have a longer barrel with facets around each side that allow you to hold, instead of a tight grip, allows you to hold a soft hold so it's more comfortable in your hand. Mm -hmm. There are built-in points of stability that allow you to rest and ground the tool against your face so you get your footing before you start to apply. Like that. And Yes, exactly. And then that, that soft, flexible applicator, which is really unique because it's almost like a spatula material. It's sort of that soft, rubbery. It's just the perfect sort of stability to hold that that edge because it's a very precise edge but it's still soft so it glides really easily and then there's that extra little space for visibility and so you never like with a pencil you it, it's very hard to get precision with a pencil because right. the moment you touch your eye you lose the sharp point mm -hmm. right that's why liquid liner is like you know the the the, the top the top pick if you want to get precision, but liquid liner is really hard to work with. This sort of is the balance. It allows you to never lose control, allows you to find your footing, balance, get control, get steady, and work in areas so that you get that precision line. Um, you know, it, it, and it's interesting because you can put sort of almost anything, anywhere you want precision. So not just eyeliner, but you can build in hairs into your brow. You can use it as a lip liner, but mm -hmm. you never lose that precision edge on that tool. Yeah, you can just clean this off and use whatever sort of cream-based product you want, yeah. or even like a softer pencil, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I told you, and I said in the intro, this this came across a PR group that I'm on, like a PR wire, and my mom, who is, you know, 
I wouldn't say she's like a beauty junkie, but she was the woman who was always dolled up growing up. She liked her makeup. She liked her fashion. And that was one of the first things she said. So she was diagnosed, like I said, it must be about six or seven years ago. And we just had 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 the conversation within the past several weeks when I got that email. She said, Sonny, I just cannot apply my black liner anymore. And it's so frustrating. So I was giving her, you know, products that were kind of replacing it like a, like a shadow, like, um, a, a sort of like dark gray or black, um, liquid shadow. And she would just kind of put it in and blend it, but it was not the precision that she, that she was used to. And so I was like, Oh my God, immediate, this is like a godsend. And mm-hmm you know, using it myself, I want to mention guys, my eyes are all guide beauty. I'm going to show you the amazing eyeshadow palette as well. But, um, even as somebody who doesn't have any dexterity issues, the procedure and the, like the application process was actually so enjoyable for me today. It's so, I mean, I, you know, we're not pigeonholing this as like an ability, like people who have trouble applying black liner, because it's just the hardest thing in the world to apply. Like you said, you need this, you need to, you need to try this. This is such a unique thing. So I'm going to show on video here guys too. And you have to check this out, but you get a pot of um, cream liner with it. And we just kind of dab it on the back and the front side, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. And you kind of, I'm not doing this as great as I could, but let's get both sides. And then you just kind of put, you anchor your pointer finger and you just, I was even using my, um, the, the palm of my hand to like rest on my chin and you just, you just go, I don't want to add too much more, but you get the idea. Um, tell, what was the process like in developing this Terry, because you brought to market a product that hadn't existed before. So I would imagine from conceptualizing to actually getting a product in your hand, you had to convince a few people. So how did that work? Yeah. And what did that look like? It took a minute. I mean, when it first started, I was sort of, you know, I got my diagnosis. I ran home sort of thinking, well, I understand the mechanics of great artistry. And um, now I understand why I'm just having this little disconnect. And so I'll solve for it. So I ran home and I pulled out my makeup tool back. And I pulled out my husband's toolkit and I started tearing things apart and sort of hit a prototype at some point. It was at the time for mascara and realizing how easy it was to use. And I remember saying to my husband, well, this is really easy like this would have been great if I'd had this for all the thousands of people who sat in my makeup chair and said I wish I could do this uh, for myself it's never been easy for me uh, and that's you know that was that light bulb moment of wait a minute maybe this is this is bigger than me maybe for all those years that I worked in education trying to solve for something I couldn't solve for right. something I couldn't feel and that little disconnect was allowing me to feel what most people do that makeup isn't always easy um, so at that point, I continued on for a while building prototypes on my own and sort of about six months to a year. And then at some point realized I needed to take it one step further. And that's when we went to a design team and I was introduced to the concept of universal design, which to me is like the most exciting thing ever. I just think it's such a brilliant approach. It's a design what method. So universal design and inclusive design, those are sort of sister sister design methods that kind of very often work well hand in hand. But Um, It's a design method and the outcome is greater accessibility, but it's built on the premise that when you bring everybody into the design process, when you factor in for those who have what's considered a greater need, not only do you allow somebody who may have not been able to play in your world any other way to all of a sudden join in, but you actually make it easier for those who are already there. So, uh, you know, we're sort of surrounded by universal design and inclusive design uh, items and things were built on on this method every day that we just don't even realize that. Things like the remote control for our television was first created 
because there were people who didn't have an easy time getting up and crossing a room to turn the TV off and on or change the channels. So originally, remote control was created for a greater need, but it made it better and easier for all of us because fast forward to today, if I got a TV that didn't have a remote control, I don't even know where the button is on my television. I feel like mine's broken. I can't use it. There's just no watching TV without a remote. That's, there's no buttons mm -hmm. left. I, mean, what you do on? I was feeling for it once and I was like, yes, no, it's, it's, it's helpful to everyone for sure. Yeah. So I want, I just I want to show you guys the rest of the sure. Go ahead, Terry. And I'm going to open this as you talk. This is the mascara. So as you as you talk, I'm going to show everybody yeah. what what you're actually talking about when we talk about yeah. greater design, universal design. So, there we go. Yeah. And so with universal design, you're building. You're instead of sort of creating and sort of sort of trying to figure out who you're creating for, you bring everybody to the table. So we had nice. over 200 test users. Everybody from people like myself who have Parkinson's or MS or arthritis to the novice makeup user, to the professional makeup artist, uh, to the busy mom who said, I'm not bad, but I don't have a lot of time. And you just watch people play with what exists and you wait for sticking points. And the sticking point is the gold. Every time you hit a sticking point, you're like, oh wait, they're struggling. Let's figure out how to solve for that. And it's highly iterative and you go over it again and again and again till you get to the tool that you know, we got to today. And then you just keep, you always, it's always a work in progress. But we started with, the tools and the techniques that I think are inherently more challenging in makeup, which is usually things that create definition, which are kind of the most important, but anything that requires, again, those fine motor skills and, and, uh, and greater precision and control and application. Because very few of us have surgeons steady hands. Surgeons don't have surgeons steady, <laughs> steady hands. So um, it just seemed like the right place to start, which is the mascara, which has the guide ring, which again, I think what we discovered is in that design process, the two most important factors, human factors we could solve for was grip and stability. So you can okay. see with the ring in between your fingers, there's no more dropping. No. And it also frees up the hand so you can, and you did it intuitively, right? Like right. when you're fully capable, you will try to create workarounds uh, for objects that may have not been designed as well as they could. But if you don't have to, that's better, right? Um, yeah. and so, so yeah, I mean, if you watch anybody apply makeup, we're always kind of touching and grounding and resting and trying to figure something out. Mm -hmm. Let's build it into the tool. Let the tool be the extension. Let it be the bridge between, you know, your, your hand and what you're looking to do when and, and the application technique you want to apply. I love it so much. I'm holding up now two of the three eyeshadow brushes as well. I found these to be incredible, incredibly easy to use as well. And based on... The type of eye that I do, it's it was exactly what I needed to know more. You have like a fluffier one here. You have a more densely packed one. I use this in my crease. And then you have one that's kind of like a, not a pencil point, but it's a rounded edge kind of, and it's super densely packed. And I kind of use that to blend a little of the dark shadow from the palette yeah. over top of the black liner. The palette itself is gorgeous too. I just have to hold this up. This is just amazing. Um, what kind of feedback were you immediately getting from people besides that ease of use besides to me it's revelatory because i've never and i have been a beauty junkie for years i worked in tv i had to do my own makeup so i was always dying to work with people like you who knew what they were doing but it forces you to pick up tricks of the trade and to do your own research so i consider myself a pretty if not expert, well-immersed person in the space. And I have never seen anything like this. So what are you hearing people say now that the products are launched, they're out in people's hands? Um, what's the first thing they're saying? It's funny, we hear the same thing over and over again. And it's so much fun to watch because when you hear the same words over and over again, you're like, ah, it's working, it's working. And it's always, 
this is easy. Wow, this is easy. Uh, it's like the, that, that the exclamation, it's, it's what comes out, this sort of aha moment of, oh, wow, I've been working with something for all these years and I didn't realize that it could be better and that it could be easier. But what, once you get in your hands and you feel it, you're like, oh, this is, this is yeah. a game changer. This makes it easier. And then it's more fun. And it's fun because you're, yeah, you're it, hearing it, it across the board. Yeah, it makes so much sense. The comfort is just unparalleled. You have the black liner. You also have the brown liner here, which I did not dig into yet. And tell us what this is for, Terry. This is kind of like a fan brush moment. What do we use this for? So I am, a, I just love a fan brush. You know, every artist has their own favorite tools, but I use a fan brush for everything, especially, um, you know, as I'm getting older. Um, <laughs> I'm Oh, right. As I, as I go through life, <laughs> um, I just almost anything that is um, a powder formula. I know some people use fan brushes for skincare, but almost anything that's a powder formula for the face, I will use a fan brush for. So I use it for my, I apply, because because it's these long, loose, soft bristles, I don't have to worry about over applying and caking up too much. Mm -hmm. And so you can always build. It's easier to build than to, to pop on too much color and then have to take it down but I will use it for my bronzer. I use it for my blush. I use it for my highlighter. I use it for cleanup. I use it for, for, for press, loose powder or pressed powder if I'm just using it as finishing. And my favorite thing with this with the palette is I actually will take the fan brush and I will run it across the top three colors. Okay, I'm gonna do this with you. And think about it like a blush bronzer hybrid. Cause what very often happens is blush and bronzer compete with each other and you get ruddy, right? Yes. You never get that. Like you're like, why is yes. it muddy? Cause you're, you're layering colors that aren't built to, to be layered, but this is really pretty. So I'll run it. I can't even see what I'm doing, but that's all right. The cheekbone and kind of going up. I'll start, yeah, cheekbone. And then I'll come down a little too. And then I'll take it and I'll actually run it right over my eye and Gosh, and it's like, we have a tiny bit of blush on already, but I'm adding kind of to it. You can, yeah. And just, if you already have the blush on, you can just go, go a little higher. It's really warm. And again, you oh. just lightly. And I'll hit I love that. it. I feel like it's adding a little depth to like more dimension to yes. what we had kind of like a flat blush on before. I have been perplexed by the fan brush forever. So I'm glad you're explaining this to me. I, the only time I've ever heard someone or seen someone use it on me in a professional way was for like highlighter. So I thought, ah, if I'm not using highlighter, I don't need it, but actually I can be using this for everything. And obviously just like wipe it off between uses, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan. I just, I, again, it just, it's so much easier to build up than to have to take down. And I just love the long loose hairs. And it's also built really nicely so that if I want to angle it, I can work it this way, but I just, this soft, it's kind of, that angle kind of grabs the cheek where it needs to go. It's just wide enough to cover the cheekbone, but also you're getting like right below the eye, you're getting that like crook in the in the cheek too. That's right. Cause that sort of soft, that sort of angling, right? Yeah. Oh my Get, God. Make sure that the color deposits where you want it to go. And then it sort of, it almost diffuses it for you. So you don't have to do as much work. Yes. I just think, I just love a fan brush. So what else are we going to see soon? I feel like you guys really have the eyes on lock right now. I'm not just saying this. This palette is going no. to be my go-to. This, These are the colors that I like daily. You get like a peachy vibe. There's, I don't know what this middle one, it kind of looks a little amethyst to me. Um, like a bronzy, a dark brownish gray, a taupe, and, a, and another like matte peach. Like this is great for every day. I, I'm yeah. just obsessed. Uh, what else are you working on? Oh, so much. I mean, I, you know, we want to build out the whole guide phase, right? Uh, so we want to keep going. Um, 
and beyond, right? So any anything you need to sort of pre pre color, and then everything you need to build out the whole face. Um, certainly, color extensions will be will be coming out. Um, but you know, I think we've sort of we've honed in and sort of got the classics for for this area across the eyes. So and and we're starting to sort of with that fan brush and the shadow palette, which actually works for cheeks. We're sort of now working our way sort of downwards. So I think you'll see something sort of for the lip category in the near future. Um, yeah, and definitely I want to continue. Oh, I think we're going to be working to What was that? What about a foundation brush or something like a face brush with the same grip system? Will we see something like that as well? You know what? I think that's a great idea. We are looking at, I mean, we just launched the brushes and I love them. I mean, one, because obviously they work, but also because I just think they're so pretty, <laughs> pretty. But I think, um, you know, just so far the response has been really great. And I think there are, you know, we started with these smaller tools, but I think it would be great to do something for all over. And I, I have an idea for foundation, I'm sort of playing a little bit, but you're around the corner, so maybe you can help me test the I will show up. Say that, Terry. I'll show up at your door in 10 minutes in my bathroom <laughs> with, with my turby twist on, clean face, ready. <laughs> I welcome it. I totally welcome it. There's like, you know, I, because of the pandemic, it's like you forget what it's like that we used to all play together in makeup. Like, that's how it's supposed to happen when you're isolated and play by yourself. Mm -hmm. That's boring. So. Uh, yeah, you, it's always a better design when you're playing with people. It's great. And, you know, what I love, too, is that this line took what would otherwise be a, a difficult or complicated moment or situation in your life. And it reminded us that there's still play and there's still reason to celebrate and there's reason to treat yourself and there's reason to look good. And yeah. I can't speak to um, Parkinson's from a personal perspective, but as the, a person who loves someone with it, I find myself often looking into the future and worrying and I'm out of the moment when I'm doing that. I'm like, what are we going to need to do five years from now? And it's, it's really difficult. And, and this to me was a reminder that that is not, the diagnosis is not her world and her life. It is yeah. something that she has now tools to work around something that was challenging and, and we move on. It's, it's, was just, it really married just such some beautiful concepts of like positivity and living in the present for me. And I know, I feel like it, but truly it reminded, it brought that part back to my mom. It can, and it's, that's big. And for anyone who knows what that's like, it's, that's big, you know? So thank you for that. Um, thank you for sharing that. I love that. I mean, it, it is true. Like we don't know what tomorrow brings and, you know, everybody has something to contend with and things progress as the as they do and it's hard to know but it can get it's easy to get caught up and 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 have it become your world right and uh and obviously you want to pay attention to your health and you don't want to you know put your head in the right. sand and not deal with that but right. you know for me personally makeup artistry you know was more than just my career and my livelihood it was my creative expression and it's where my happy place and where all my closest friendships were made so the idea of not having it anymore was devastating. And so, you know, those are moments, it's, any, it's like any form of artistry where you just get to play and just care about yourself. And you don't, we're not wholly defined by a diagnosis or a health issue, a disability. It is part of who we are, but it is not us. And so when it happens for somebody to say, well, now you're excluded from something you love, doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then to realize that by including, you actually make it better for everybody, it's like, you're like, well, wait a minute, this just makes sense. Why aren't we all doing this? Why aren't we just approaching the world this way? It just makes sense. So 
um, yeah, I mean, my whole, you know, because I had such a positive experience, because so much of my self-worth was built on uh, my career and how much I loved playing with makeup, the idea that anybody felt like they were excluded or couldn't join or couldn't, wasn't going to be able to experience that same level of joy, I was like, no way. And now to be able to do it on a bigger level, you know, uh, makes the days that are hard worth getting through. Um, so so I, I appreciate hearing that. And I hope, I hope your mom's having fun with the makeup. Thank you. Yes, I'm. I said, Mom, sorry, I'm testing it all first, and I'm going home tomorrow, so I'm flying it all with me. And I'm like, there's going to be some dents in the eyeliner because I've been <laughs> using it. But please, don't. so well, I'm like, you, thankfully, we can share germs. We are we are family. Tell us how you good. got um, introduced to Selma Blair, who is obviously a highly regarded actress. Everybody knows who she is. How did you guys connect professionally, and what was it about this that really drew her to uh, collaborate? So we were introduced, we have a mutual friend who introduced us and, um, you know, when I was, we were talking, I was talking to this friend, she's like, you know, I really want you to meet somebody. I just feel like she's going to love this. And I was like, sure, sure. Do. And, and so uh, I'm, she said, I'm going to send some products. I said, all right, send her products. And then we got on a Zoom and she, she, she had sort of similar to this conversation, she had her eyes done and she leaned in and said, look at my face. I did this. I did my eyeliner. And then we just proceeded to talk about makeup and everything about our, we both have our own health you know, moments. And, and at the end of it, we just sort of looked at each other. It was like, this is fun, right? Like this is what we've been missing. And I think what she identified with is that, you know, it's important, her health issues. Um, you know, obviously she's had to deal with and contend with a lot, but it became a bigger moment for her because she's very passionate about she has a voice and she wants to help other people get through their moments as well. But in that process, sometimes you forget to turn around and care for yourself. And I think she remembered how important it was and how she has always loved beauty. And she was funny. She's like, I, you know, she spent her years as an actress and she's obviously now an, an, you know, an actress, an advocate, and she's an author and she's all these great things, but she was always a makeup lover. She said she was never very good at it. As most people say, I'm sure she was better than she admits to, but she said, you know, I used to have people do it for me. Um, but it mattered to her. And so the idea that she could have it back, I think it just, it was sort of this, oh yeah, this, this is who I, part of, a big part of who I was. And I had let it go because I thought I had to, I don't, I'm all in. And then we just, mm. it, it was just a fun moment. And then it, it became, again, it became, part of it was about product. And part of it was about that moment of this should be a community where people could feel like they can join and have fun. And it should be empowering and just this whole joyful let's connect over something that's just light and, and, you know, creative and, and fun and lovely. And so um, we were like, do you want, want to do this together? And it was like, kind of just that it was just a very instant kind of, I love you. Let's do this. Um, awesome. And, and I'm so glad because she brings, you know, she brings a perspective I don't have. Um, and, you know, when somebody's as passionate about something as, as you are, you, you just, you know, it's, it makes it even more exciting because I, I like working with other people. I mean, it's the whole concept of how we build our products anyways, right? Is that we're better together. The more of us who are part of the process, the better the products will become. So to have a partner in crime has been amazing. That's awesome. Do you guys like call each other with like new ideas for new launches or like, you <laughs> yes. know, feedback or you just like, wait, I got to check Selma real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the, the fire tasks that go boom, 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 back and forth. What about this? Well, what about this? Or, or the, the quick calls or a picture. I'm like, what do you think of this color? And we're, you know, because obviously we don't live on the same coast and it's always great when we get together. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, 
thank goodness for technology because it keeps us connected. Probably a little too much as my husband's like, are you gonna put that phone down? I'm like, probably not, <laughs> probably not. We're playing with makeup. <laughs> You're like, it's work, okay? It's work, I'm working. It's work, yes. This Watching lipstick is working, it yeah. matters. Um, <laughs> Yes, yes. Listen, anyone who tries to like, you know, dog on the the fun, frivolous things that we as women indulge in, I always say it's so it's so much more deeper than that. That's why on this show we tackle Mm -hmm. really big, heavy things, but we we come up for air, and this stuff is not just um, frivolous and, and pointless. Like our identities are inextricably linked with how we how we feel, and that's linked to how we look at ourselves. And I just love offering people other options to, to start to feel their best because that's that's truly what it's what it's all about. Terry, tell me about other beauty routines that you indulge in. Uh, you must be, I mean you must have access to try tons of things. What other products, whether they be skincare or supplements, do you swear by that are part of your daily routine? Oh, there are so many good ones. Oh wow. Um yeah, I mean I'm certainly skincare is huge. Um, and I actually, we have a, a, a clean organic chemist on our team. So we have been, she's been, been working on some fun things. And so I've been playing with that for a while, but, um, but there, there's some fun stuff coming, but, uh, if, as far as, as I mean, again, there's so many beautiful, but I think Tatcha is beautiful for skincare. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, what SPF do you use? Let's start there because we're Florida girls and I gain 10 new spots every time I go outside. So what SPF do you swear by in the Florida sun? So sun bum is great. I use a lot of sun bum. I have that for my guests at all times. And then the theme, I feel like I should grab the bottle. There's amazing for my face. Oh, one of the soccer girls introduced it. Oh, I feel like I'm going to have to text you. This is what happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, message me and we'll put it in show notes because we can absolutely get that after the show. Are you it's always gathering really the body SPF? Because I've been living here, like I told you before the show, for about 12 years. And I only recently started covering my body in SPF because I, I don't know why I was just, I was like protecting from like the boobs up. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I kind of like, <laughs> turning into like, a, like, you know, polka dots here. I'm like, every time I go outside. So do you do the whole routine every time you go out? I have to be honest, only more recently. I think uh, for years, I was always protecting this area and neglecting. At the same time, I don't spend, a, I wasn't spending a tremendous amount of time outside in the sun, but that doesn't matter, right? Like it's more time than you think. Uh, every time, I'm, even just driving. I mean, I used to work with somebody who, uh, I mean, this was years ago before anybody cared. Back in the day when we would be like, have those what, those sort of metal folded things and we put like <laughs> the oils and be like, just damage me, damage me. She had driving gloves and she would always put the driving gloves on. And I remember thinking, I mean, at the time I was like in my twenties and I was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever, what, what are you doing? And now see her today. I'm like, her hands look amazing. I'm like, I should have done like gloves. <laughs> I should have done like gloves. Um, I do yeah. leave like an SPF stick in my car and I just rub it on the back of my hands because, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's relentless where we live. This is not Northern. Is. Sun. This is like tropical kind of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. important. And I, I've invested in a lot more hats these days too. Nice big wide brim. I love a good hat. I love it. It's hard to find one that fits, but when I find one, I love a good hat. Oh, and you know what else I started doing too? This is kind of like 
you know, this is boring. I'm sure my 20 year old self would gag, but I wear rash guards now. I wear long sleeves in the sun. <laughs> it's I'm hard. Yes. I'm just like, I'm not going to mess with that. I know the SPF comes off. I have to reapply it. So me, all of my children have sun shirts and long sleeve suits. And I feel like the boring mom, but I'm like, listen, I've, I have a boy and two girls, even my son this morning, he was going to his friend's house and I was like, come here, let me put this, let me put this super goop on your face. And he was like, I actually equate that to like the opposite of when I lived in like in Western New York and my friends who have kids like, you know, like Halloween and, and they're putting jackets over there over their uh, Halloween costumes, like, mom, stop it. You're ruining it. Yep. <laughs> Here in Florida, it's the sunscreen. Stop it. You're ruining it. We're like, uh, no, we're saving your, saving your skin. Yeah. Right. They don't even know. And, my girls don't even know what's coming from them. I started, I started to like, before school drop off, I just like quickly rub sunblock on their face. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry. Your later self will fade. <laughs> 20 year old. I know. I, I keep thinking. Um, I'd what love to like, I'm oh, sorry. Go. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I keep thinking it would be like, I, I see people with umbrellas and I, which I kind of think could be fabulous, right? Like we oh. should just make that a whole designer moment. We could just do some really fabulous sort of light handles, not heavy sort of rain type, but just light sort of just beautiful. A little parasol. A little parasol. <laughs> I love that. that. But like, but, oh but really fabulous. Like you could be color coordinated, maybe to match our shoes, something. I love that with even with like a little fringe in the front and you can kind of hold it like yeah. oh, Yuri, this is a great business idea. I would <laughs> I would carry one of those. I truly would. Right. And like I mean, we'll find a way to like somehow attach it to um I don't know, like I don't know, something. I would I mean it's it's living in Florida is just another level of I was not prepared. I mean, I'm not a I, yeah. I'm a I feel like I'm coming home now when I fly back into Orlando, but I still feel like Oh God, like this yeah, is yeah. not heat meant for humans. I always say to my friends up north, <laughs> you guys, you guys run inside in the winter to get into the heat. We run inside at the summer to get into the AC. Yeah. It's, it's just horrific. It's, it's, yeah. It's sometimes it's hard to escape. Sometimes you just need to lie down on a cold floor and just like just give me a minute to recover from whatever that is out there because it'll it'll get you. It's horrible. It's horrible. Well, I already asked you what's ahead for Guide Beauty. What about what's next for Terry? Are you still doing makeup? Are you getting back into the game? I know that your your life involves a bit of travel right now, depending on what you're doing, but tell us what's next for you. I mean, right now I'm just so focused on, on Guide Beauty. I feel like this is, it's, you know, again, I've always loved makeup um, and I've always loved education. And so, and I had such a hard time choosing one that I did them both for so many years. And the truth is, you know, right now, uh, you know, things are, my symptoms are, 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 are you know, in pretty good shape. Um, uh, you know, my, my Parkinson's is sort of developing slowly and, and, you know, knock on wood, obviously that could change. And so like here, every once in a while I'll do makeup, but the disconnect that I have it's still enough that sort of just, I just don't feel totally confident being sort of getting booked on set just, you know, cause you never know on any given day, if it's just a little off, cause it's gotta be flawless. It's gotta be perfect. And so, and part of it might just be a little bit of a confidence uh, moment, but you never know. You never know. Maybe someday I'll, I'll pick back up again. Maybe once I'm done with the whole line, right. Cause there are now things that I thought I might not be able to do anymore that now I can. So, um, but I just, you know, it, I think it's just become, it's more fun that it's not just about me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's more exciting 
that it's 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 a change that we're that we're hopefully going to shift the narrative in, in in the beauty industry and what inclusion means and what it, what it means to create beauty for all. Uh, so I just want to sort of keep going, and it and it it takes time, you know, because they're all new forms. They're all you know they're 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 it hasn't been done, so everything just everything just takes a minute. So I think I'm just all in. I love it. Well, I am truly honored that you you took time to talk with me today, explain the story behind the brand and what's next. Um, guys, you have to check out guidebeauty.com. And I'm going to put together some fun videos on Instagram too, and hopefully get the opportunity to show everybody kind of how these products work and what makes them special. I don't say this often, but I do think you have come, uh, come up with a truly revolutionary moment and product here. So congratulations you. to you. And Thank I wish you, you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And tell us quickly before I let you go too, obviously we mentioned the site, but where can we find you on social and what can we expect if we pop in there? Do you like to hop on your Instagram once in a while and do a tutorial? Like what's Absolutely. Yeah. Come see us at Guy Beauty Cosmetics for Instagram. We do like to pop in and, and, uh, and we also like to hear from you, whether it's there or even just our customer service, which is here for you at guidebeauty.com. You know, it's guide beauty because the products guide you, but as an education specialist, you know, we want to be here to guide each other. And so, um, yeah, this is all sort of new and fun and we're playing together. So, so reach out, but yeah, um, I feel, feel like on the website, certainly, you know, it's a great place to shop and look around, but really feel like the community happens on social. So um, I I think it's a great place to start. And actually Selma just did a great reel. uh, If you want to check it out, she's like, yeah, I just, it's really, you know, she just shows the fun of, of, what it feels like to just pick it up and make a little wing. And uh, so if you want to check it out, I think that just popped on uh, the other day. Awesome. Absolutely. Terry, thank you again so much. We appreciate your time. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of We Gotta Talk. If you don't mind, I would love if you could leave a rating and review. Those help this show to get out to people who might find it useful or entertaining. I'm so grateful for your support. Please follow on Instagram at Sunny Abada or check out our latest blog post at wegotatalk.com slash blog. See you next time. 